coming home, all right? And I thought it was fitting because we have a number of people coming home uh, this weekend for homecoming. Blake Shelton has a, a popular song called Home. And uh, it's where he, he uh, verbalizes that he wants to come home. And he talks about, you know, being in Paris and Rome. And he says, I want to come home. And, and that was in the summer. Then it's in the winter. And again, he keeps saying, you know, I'd just like to come home. Let me go home. Well, my wife, when we were in high school, reminded me of how important it was to come home. And when there were vacations and things like that. And so what the girls did back there in this boarding school, this Lutheran at Concordia High School, is every day she reminded me that they would take toilet paper and list all the days until they'd get out of that place, and then they would just rip one off. And so now you only have 19 instead of 20 days and so forth. All right, why? Because they wanted to go home. Now, I've got uh, grandchildren and two daughter-in-laws and, and two sons. And when they come, like in the summer or at special times when we're trying to get together, I say, where do you want to go? You want to go to Disneyland? You want to go to, shall we go to Knott's Berry Farm, uh, SeaWorld, any of that stuff? And they say, Pop, can we just come home and enjoy home? And so this weekend, you're having people come here and, and reminisce and, and remember all those different things and, and develop those same old relationships again and laugh and tell stories and, and all that, you know, because they want to come home. Well, our psalmist wanted to come home. And home was going to be Jerusalem, and he wanted to go to the temple, and he wanted to, to worship there, and he was very excited. And so as he's progressing to go to, you know, the temple and, and worship the Lord, you know, he's on this journey, and, and we call these now psalms, if you look in the psalms, psalms of ascent and psalms of descent, because what do you have? You know, Jerusalem's on a hill. And it's thought maybe Psalm 84 was when they finally got there late at night. And so he uh, uh, expounds, he says, How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts! My soul even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my, my flesh cry out, you know, for the living God. He's not dead, He's active, He's living. And another snapshot. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. You know, they are ever praising you. And you come across another blessed. Blessed is a man whose strength is in you. Whose pathway and heart is to come to you. And then he ends the whole psalm by saying, Blessed is the one who trusts in you. So do we ever have any problems as we're traveling along? Yeah. He mentions it. He talks about way back in, in verse 6 when, he, when he's going along and he says, 
guess what? You know, uh, go through Baca. We're not quite sure what that is. We think it might have been bitterness. It might have been desert, you know, but, but it wasn't necessarily good. But he says, guess what? God somehow provides water for the pools and, and makes it a lot easier for us to progress onward. And then in verse 11, he says, For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. Because when the sun would go down, it would be dark and it was cold. And so when the sun came up again, it warmed them. And so God was a, a person that, that was going to warm them and, and bring them together and also defend them with a, with a shield. And then he says, For the Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. So basically, if you're going to sum it up, I would say maybe it means a few things like this. Know that you are never alone when you're going toward God. And God is with you. He's holding you and, and comforting you when you have problems. And also, he's loving you no matter what you do. So those who walk with God always reach their destination. That's what the psalmist is saying. You know, last Friday, there was a, a person, a colleague of mine in the MCA, the Masters in Coaching, uh, you know, that we have, that had retired. And last summer, you know, he was all excited, came back from Hawaii, and had just retired, and he was going to go part-time. And, and, and then, all of a sudden, he noticed something was wrong, and he went to the doctor uh, you know, immediately, and the doctor discovered he had a cancerous brain tumor. And so from uh, you know, all the time in, in the summer, up and through, up and through that you know, mid of, of Christmas vacation, he was struggling with this thing. They were trying to get it solved, and they were operating on him over and over, and he had infusions and all types of stuff. But finally, he went home. Now, some things that I thought about as I was reading that psalm and thinking of Dave and how many people he had affected in that memorial service, you know, and he was just this quiet, gentle man, very talented man, he had been an athletic director of Woodbridge. He'd been principals. He had been assistant superintendent of schools of the Anaheim School District, had over 300 schools. You know, he had all types of stuff, but he loved it here. His last nine years were here. And he says this was the best place to come home to. You see, because, and that's what his wife said, he ended his life at what he really enjoyed because he, he loved his Lord and he never got that chance to talk. But, you know, when you met him, he was this quiet guy and, he, you know, and, and always fun-loving. Let's see if we can get it going here. And if, if he'd ever see you walking by and you looked like you're a little uptight and you had some things on your mind, out of the clear blue, he'd yell at anybody, I love you! Oh, yeah, hi, Dave. Yeah? <laughs> And then, and then when he would pray, I called him a prayer warrior. You know, because some people, when we pray, we say words. But when he prayed, it came from the heart. And, and then, you know, there was also the hospital visits that we went to. 
When you go to a hospital visit and you're thinking, okay, what can I say to pick him up and all that? And you walked out of there and going, wait a second. I feel better when I left than when I came and he cheered me up. He never talked about himself. And, and then there were those emails. I was sending him a ton of them. You know, and I had things like fear to faith and all that and sending him scripture. And, and one time he said, Dean, I really appreciate these things. They're awesome. You know, but understand, I'm not afraid to die. Because where I'm going is going to be the best homecoming you could ever have. You know, and, and, and he said, but I also understand that as a, as a Christian, as long as God gives me breath, I'm going to do the best I can with whatever I got. And he also had a sense of humor, which said to me, you know, he was pretty much at peace. You know, he said one time when I sent him an email, I fired it back and he says, Dean, I just had my first infusion and I'm feeling pretty good, you know, and I, I think it's okay. You know, it's the same stuff that, that Jimmy Carter, our, our former president, had to go through. The only thing I'm worried about is I sure hope it doesn't make me a dang Democrat. <laughs> you know, the guy, had, I said, wow, you know, he's about, you know, he could die any moment, and he, you know, and then. One day, he sat me down in his office, and he said to me, he said, Dean, he said, I'm so thankful for my wife, Linda. She's been my lover and my friend for 46 years. But what I'm really thankful is that she said yes, and it was through her that I finally figured out what a real relationship with Jesus Christ is all about. You see, and now, David's probably saying, like the psalmist, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. You know, he maybe didn't make any Hall of Fames, but he made God's Hall of Fame, and when we go, we too will be in God's Hall of Fame. To have your name inscribed up there is greater yet by far than all the Paul's uh, uh, Hall of Fame's down here and every man-made star. The crowds on earth, they soon forget the heroes of the past. Right? They cheer like mad until you fall, and that's how long you last. But God does not forget, and in his Hall of Fame, by just believing in his Son, inscribed you, find your name. I tell you, friend, I would not trade my name, however small, if written there beyond the stars in that great celestial hall, for any famous name on earth or glory that they share, I'd rather be an unknown here and have my name up there. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for people like Dave and so many others that have uh, gone before him, that have really stuck to you and encouraged people to look to you. And we just pray that as we take our journey and finally to your home, that we will, everything we do, everything we say, that we will give glory to you. And also we pray for this homecoming this weekend. You know, uh, Lord, there's so many coming back. And they're going to renew acquaintances and all these different types of things. 
and tell jokes and all the remembrances. But I just pray that you would help them as they leave again to be reminded why this school was founded. It was founded on you. It was founded that we, in all walks of life, share your wonderful message of salvation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.